Paul McGuire Report wherever you are in the world and wherever you are in the United States of America. Again, today we continue on in the greatest spiritual battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. And given that perspective, which is a truthful and correct perspective, each one of us has to make a decision where we are going to be in this spiritual battle. In other words, we will either be in a place of retreat or hiding or denial or apathy, all of which, by the way, are egregious sins in the eyes of a holy God. And we know that they're sins because when we read the Bible, they're identified by name as sins. So, for example, Giving in to fear is a sin, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And there are so many passages and instructions and teachings in the Bible that over and over again remind us that we're in a spiritual battle, an all-out battle between the forces of hell and the forces of God, and it takes place in the physical realm on planet Earth, but it also takes place in the spiritual world or the invisible realm. So you and I, our families, our children, our grandchildren, our friends, our neighbors, people we work with, people of the same nation, community, state, any category of human being want to identify, we are all in uh, this raging battle, and I summarized the, the the meaning of this raging battle with the title of my book, "The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Souls of Mankind in the History of the World." So you're either engaged in that spiritual battle, and by the way, to be engaged in the spiritual battle means, out of necessity, that you have chosen to be filled with the love of God that surpasses all understanding, that you have made an eternal choice to be on God's side, and who is God? God is love, to be on the Savior's side. Who is the Savior? The Savior is Jesus Christ. So you and I, and millions of others, uh, other people on planet Earth, have chosen with an act of our will to be on the side of God Almighty in this greatest battle for the hearts and minds uh, of mankind, which is which is in full force right now. People will look back, should the Lord tarry. People will look back at this generation, at this period of years, again, depending upon uh, whether or not the Lord comes back at a particular time. But people will look back at this time as the most crucial moment in all of human history. And I want to expound from that platform. It is my job and your job to communicate as simply but as straightforwardly as we possibly can that the time zone that you and I live in is a time zone in which we are in 
the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. And the reason for that is we are in the last days. Now, I don't take a position as to an exact timetable concerning the last days, but I would say, in a general sense, there's no question in my mind and in the mind of millions of others of people that we are in the last days. We are in the final countdown. Therefore, anyone who claims to know Jesus Christ, anybody who claims to have been saved by putting your faith in Jesus Christ, you then automatically get called by God to fulfill the, the, the great assignment. You get called by God immediately to go out and to fulfill the great commission, which means to go into all the world and preach the gospel, make disciples of all <clears throat> nations. And uh, uh, bring the saving message of Jesus to people all over the world. That is our responsibility. In addition, God has given you and me the responsibility to occupy until he comes. Occupy until he comes. Those words ring in my heart, soul, and spirit. Occupy until he comes. And what does that mean? It means that we are to exercise our authority in Jesus Christ, and occupy the land that he has given us in the authority of Jesus Christ. We are not to be disobedient to God, to, to reject God's word, to reject God's commandments, and to just go off in whatever merry way we feel like. That's not what we're called to do. In the last days, Jesus tells us that we are to fulfill the Great Commission, which means we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're to go into all the world and preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations, and then finally, under the power of the Holy Spirit, because it cannot be done absent of the power of the Holy Spirit, under the power of the Holy Spirit, and only then, when we are clothed with power from on high, it's out of that power, that dunamis, that dynamite explosive power of God, that we are to bring in the last day's soul harvest before the return of the Lord, before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, what Jesus tells us is of the utmost importance. <clears throat> he is telling his church, he's telling you, he's telling me, that we cannot fulfill the Great Commission. We cannot occupy until he comes. We cannot win souls to Jesus Christ. We cannot bring in the last day's soul harvest unless we do what Jesus commanded us to do, which is to go to Jerusalem, or whatever Jerusalem happens to be, to go into Jerusalem and wait on the Father, wait on God the Father in prayer tarry into Jerusalem and wait on God the Father in prayer until God the Father pours out his Holy Spirit with great power and might upon us, and we are supernaturally filled with the Spirit of God, and we are clothed with power from on high, 
And once we are clothed with power from on high, that means we're walking in the supernatural flow of the Spirit of God. Once we're clothed with power from on high, then we move into different directions in society, in our nation. And as God leads us, as God directs us, we engage in an entire spectrum of spiritual battles because we have received power from on high. We are clothed with power from on high. And now in America, we're at the pivotal moment. I mean, this is it. If you were expecting something, you better get your expectations in in synchronization and lined up with the will of God and the plan of God. Because what we're going through now, this is it. And by this is it, I mean this, we are in the final battle. We are in the greatest battle in the history of the world. We are in the greatest battle for the hearts and souls of mankind in the history of the world. This is where a nation like America, which was created and founded by God to preach the gospel uh, to all the earth, to be a platform for evangelism, etc. is, has been chosen by God to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And at this particular time in human history, there is the emergence of not only radically new innovations, technology, sciences, mathematics, uh, the opening up of supernatural powers, the open, uh, opening up of supernatural doors, And finally, uh, we are to uh, go into the land, both the spiritual land and physical land, and conquer the enemies of God in the land, like the Nephilim and the Rephaim, etc. So we're to go into the land based on faith and supernaturally clothed with power from on high. We're to to be supernaturally overcomers, more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So that's where we are right now. And the most powerful force in America and the world, the most powerful force is the legitimate, the true, supernatural body of Jesus Christ. When true Christians are walking according to a biblical worldview, and they're walking clothed with power from on high. They're filled with the dunamis, dynamite power, the dynamite explosive power of God. When true Christians are synced up to God in that supernatural uh, way, then together you and I are part of one body, the body of Christ. So we are not just individuals, we are both individuals. And each one of us are members of the supernatural body of Christ. Each one of us represent different parts of the body of Christ or different talents and gifts and abilities of the body of Christ. So each one of us comes into this time dimension. Before we entered this time dimension, we uh, lived with God in the invisible realm. And God knew us by name, and God had a, a talent 
and abilities to give us, but God also had a plan for us to fulfill. And to the degree that we do that, when we become obedience, when we become obedient to the Father's will, that automatically begins to release the supernatural outflow of the power of the Holy Spirit that comes out of our inmost being and makes its impact on reality. It makes its uh, dominion over reality supernaturally through the dunamis, the dynamite power uh, of the Holy Spirit. We're then clothed with power from on high, and we're wearing our spiritual armor. So America was destined by God to, to have the pilgrims and Puritans, strong biblical Christians, uh, escape from England due to religious persecution, and they used the, the, the Bible and a biblical worldview as their roadmap. And the pilgrims and Puritans built a truly Christian America built on biblical principles. And we, we have been doing that, or we endeavored to do that, for, for almost 200 years. And because the pilgrims and Puritans were such deep students of the Word of God, because they applied a biblical worldview in everything they did, the pilgrims and Puritans, God promised that whenever his people would diligently follow him, God promised that whenever his people would diligently obey the voice of the Lord by God, God promised that whenever his people would worship only the true God and not worship idols, God promised that then all this massive amount of blessings would be poured out upon us as Christian individuals and as a Christian nation. The number one reason that God has raised up America above all the nations of the earth, America became the most prosperous economically, America became the freest nation, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, uh, freedom of uh, the right to, as to assemble, freedom of religion, all of those freedoms and more make America totally unique above any other nation on planet Earth. <clears throat> and as a consequence of our obedience to the Word of God, <clears throat> America has prospered. God has poured out His blessings supernaturally on America, and God has raised up America above all the other nations on planet Earth. God has prospered America, and America is a, is a shining light on a hill. America is an example of, of God's goodness and what God can do through any nation. Now, this is a critical point here, and this is a critical point where, unfortunately, most Christians or people who claim to be Christians they stumble and fall at this critical point. They can't process this critical point. They don't fully assimilate the critical point in their mind, and they trip over it. They fall. They stumble over this critical point, even though the critical point is surrounded by God's covenantal promise to his people to raise them up if they worship the true God 
and if they followed his word diligently. Okay, now let's get to where the rubber meets the road. I mean, anybody who is not set on fire in their inner man or woman, anyone who is is not given a super uh, supernatural revelation by God concerning where we are in space and time, has missed the boat. We are in a time zone like no other. And there is a coming together of, it's a coming together, there's a, there's a synergy, uh, a collection of, of uh, an amazing array of supernatural forces upon the earth, both evil and good. And they have come together, these forces, to serve their master, their master being either Satan or Lucifer, the fallen angels and the demons, or they have assembled together to uh, follow uh, their God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and they are fulfilling the great mission before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So we are racing historically, racing sociologically, racing spiritually to this final moment in human history. And every Christian has been created by God to play their all-important role, this final role in human history. So this is how, this is how it works. God Almighty is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Originally, he created planet Earth and the Garden of Eden, which is paradise, to be a perfect world. That was the model of the incredibly beautiful, spectacular, and wondrous world that God created for men and women to live in for all eternity. Adam was to live there for all eternity, and Eve was to live there for all eternity. Now, God gave them supernatural authority or supernatural dominion over everything in the, in the world, the earth, the animal kingdom, vegetation, everything. Adam and Eve were given authority, supernatural authority, as kings and queens of planet earth with the supernatural authority to rule and reign planet earth. And God basically said to Adam and Eve, you are free to do whatever you want to do. I didn't place any restrictions on you. The only thing that I ask you is that you don't eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. For in the day that you do that, um, you will trigger and activate the law of sin and death. So God was saying to them, if you eat from the the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, you will trigger the law of sin and death. The fall of man will occur. Men and women will automatically start degrading and dying. The death force will penetrate into the human race and the world. And when you violate, or if you violate my words, that says the Lord to Adam and Eve, not only will there be the fall of man, but man will, lo- will lose all of his supernatural powers. Man will lose uh, his supernatural authority. 
and man will go from being king and queen of planet Earth to being the slaves of planet Earth who are, who are forced to serve and, slave, and be a slave for Lucifer and Satan for all of their days. So they ignored God. The serpent of old seduced Eve. The serpent of old was a reptilian being that was inhabited by Satan or Lucifer, but he looked like a serpent uh, creature, a, a reptilian being. And he charmed Eve and said, God didn't really say to you that you couldn't eat from the, the fruit in the middle of the And then uh, Satan said, in the day that you eat that, God knows you will be like God, and your eyes will be opened, and you will know the difference between being good and evil. And, and basically, Satan was implying to Adam and Eve that, that God is withholding something huge from them. God is cheating them. God is holding back his full blessing from them. So, what happened? In, in a nanosecond, in a flash, Eve eats of the fruit of the tree, gives it to Adam, he eats of the fruit of the tree. Instantaneously, it activates the law of sin and death, and Adam and Eve uh, begin to receive the, the, the death force into their bodies. They start to die. They go into a degradation mode, known as the fall of man. They, they lose their supernatural immortality and their supernatural powers, and they have become fallen creatures. They are no longer the kings and queens of planet Earth. They have now become the slaves uh, to Satan and Lucifer. They are now the slaves in the Earth. They've lost their supernatural authority. So, and then it turns out that Lucifer or Satan was lying to them through deception, through illusion. He was lying to them, and what he promised them didn't come true. He, the devil uses deception, and Satan is the father of lies. So they lose their immortality. They begin to die, and then every child that they give birth to, every time they give birth to a child, that child carries with them in the child's DNA uh, the fallen DNA of Adam and Eve. So the death force is alive and well in Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve are in a downward spiral, uh, their bodies and spirits degrading as they're swept uh, into the dust and ashes through the, through the death force. At this same pivotal time, Lucifer, or the serpent of old, he has always wanted to be God, and so he seizes his chance. He seizes the time. He seizes his opportunity, and he leads a coup against God and all the angels in heaven. And Lucifer, along with all the fallen angels, uh, attempt to overthrow the rule of God. and. Uh, Satan attempts to be God. He, he configures things to force uh, mankind to worship him as God. 
and the fallen angels serve him and worship him as God. All men and women, human beings who worship Satan as God, uh, they become the servants of God and they make a deal with God. Excuse me, they become they they become the servants or slaves of Satan and they make a deal with Satan. And Satan promises to give them all this power and money and sex and wealth and anything that a person could possibly want. Satan gives them if they will serve Satan, if they will be obedient to Satan. So Satan has in the earth today, in the very highest ranks of people, in the lowest ranks, for example, the globalist elite the Illuminati bloodline families, who are the wealthiest and richest families in the world, they are families that, you know, they're trillionaires, and they are serving uh, Satan as if he were God. And they believe in their deception that they're going to rule and reign planet Earth through the power of Lucifer during the last days. And they believe that during the last days until the second coming and the war of Armageddon, that they're going to be in a all-out battle with God and God's angels and God's people. And ultimately, Jesus Christ will return from heaven during the second coming, and he will overthrow, conquer, and subdue Lucifer, Satan, the fallen angels, the hierarchies of fallen angels, and they will uh, uh, they will rule the world through Luciferian power, and that's what we're seeing happen right now. So right now in our world, if you could use X-ray vision and look into the invisible realm or the spiritual world of planet Earth, where man and a woman were once the kings and queens of planet Earth, or the rulers of planet Earth, if you were to look into the invisible realm or the spiritual world and see what was going on in another dimension, this this great spiritual battle raging in another dimension, you would understand that the the, the primary dynamic at work uh, and happening on Earth, the primary dynamic that we are all part of, is this uh, all-powerful war or battle, which I call in my book the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. And in my book, The Greatest Battle, I I talk about the beginning of mankind's history right up to the time where Jesus Christ returns and defeats uh, Satan. And... uh, Jesus, once again, becomes the the ruler of this world, and his people become the co-rulers of this world. And they have the supernatural power of God and the supernatural authority of God. So if we could look into the invisible realm, into another dimension, this is what we would see. We would see literal armies of countless millions of demons and fallen angels and Satan and the various rankings of fallen angels, like the principalities and powers, the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places, 
and then their usage and knowledge of technology and science and so on and so forth. And this raging war is colliding into another raging war simultaneously, and that is where the angels of God in their various rankings, God, the angels that follow God, and all the men and women that follow God, and walk in God's supernatural power that's supposed to be the Church of Jesus Christ, we are uh, literally in the armies of the kingdom of God. And it's our job to wage spiritual warfare with the devil and the fallen angels until Christ returns. And that's what we see and can analyze in the invisible realm. So everything that you see happening in the world today, whether it's technology, economics, a nanochip implant, wireless computer-to-brain technology, wireless computer-to-satellite technology, uh, genetic engineering, uh, synthetic DNA, uh, artificial DNA, artificial human beings, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, all of this complex and futuristic technology and science is right now, as we speak, being optimized by high-level demonic beings who know how to bridge the gap between the physical world dimension and bridge the gap between the physical world dimension and the spiritual world dimension. So where is this going? Well, you you and I are not stumbling around in, in the dark in a daze. We're not dazed and confused. We're not lost. We have the Word of God, which is a lamp unto our feet. And if we are obedient and we read the Word of God and study the Word of God, the Word of God guides us into all truth, but the Word of God systematically teaches us about what is going to soon happen in the future. The Word of God teaches us about the end of the world, the second coming, the new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem. The Word of God explains all of this to us in riveting detail. And it's powerful. Okay, so when we take a deeper dive, and by the way, I strongly suggest that you get my books, and I'll name the titles, that open up these truths to you in a dynamic way that provides fresh revelation of the Word of God that will explode to life in your heart and soul. And you need to read the Word. And my books uh, help open up the Word of God, especially Bible prophecy and cutting-edge topics. My books help to open up the Word of God in a supernatural and a super dynamic way, where literally the revelation of God's Word explodes with dunamis, the dynamite force of God, and it brings into your reality and it brings into your mind a totally comprehensive and clear understanding of everything that's going on, everything that's coming, and then what your role will be to play in the very near future. So, you were deliberately deprived, you you were deliberately censored when you were a student 
from knowing anything about God, supernatural power, Bible prophecy, and things of that nature. All of that was censored from your life. And you were programmed to be dumbed down and to have no knowledge of this great spiritual war we're all involved in. You were deliberately programmed to be dumbed down and not understand the real nature of the spiritual battle, how to fight it and how to win it. So, at this moment in time, the battle is surging, and the the urgency by which God Almighty is calling his people escalates every single day. So every single day, every single hour, every single moment, if you are truly a member of the supernatural body of Christ, you will walk deeper and deeper into the dimension of revelation and the dimension of the future, because God has called you for such a time as this. God has called you to be here now for such a time as this and to fulfill your role, which is to fulfill your mission, your plan, and to utilize fully your supernatural authority in Jesus Christ. So we look at America, and again, we see that the pilgrims and Puritans, both fervent and strong Bible-believing Christians, but also intellectuals, engineers, scientists, mathematicians, teachers, uh, uh, teachers of philosophy, theology, uh, a biblical worldview, and the pilgrims and Puritans uh, were deeply, deeply, and practically educated in, in all kinds of diverse disciplines, from physics to history to government to medicine, and they used their wide dimension of knowledge, and they used it in synchronization with the Word of God, and then by embracing a biblical worldview, and moving forward in a biblical worldview, the pilgrims and Puritans entered into a supernatural covenant with God in which they vowed before God that they would not worship the idols, pagan gods, uh, the, the occult, that they would not worship the pagan and occult gods. and. Then they promised that they would only worship the true God, the true God of the Bible, and they swore to obey God in every single one of his commandments, that they would hearken diligently, hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And then they would continue on, and they would not worship any idol. So if they did these two things, they did not worship idols any longer, and they did not uh, break the commandments of God in any way. They didn't worship idols. They didn't break the commandments. They only obeyed God's word. So if they did those two things, only worship God and obey God's word, if they did those two things, God said to them in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that If you do those two things, I will raise you up above all the nations on planet Earth. And God just did that. 
the only reason America was raised up above all the other nations on planet Earth is because America, however imperfectly, endeavored to follow the laws of God and commandments of God. And uh, the church endeavored to worship the Lord God only. Now, God promised that if his people would do that, that God would supernaturally pour out his blessing upon every area and every dimension of his people's lives. So America uh, was expounding an economic prosperity. People owned their own home, which was unheard of. There was a vibrant middle class, which has never happened before in human history. Uh, there were untold freedoms uh, granted to God's people in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. America was looked up uh, to by every other nation on earth. Uh, God actually supernaturally blessed America and raised it up above all the nations on earth. And America prospered above and beyond all the nations of the So if you look into the DNA, the spiritual DNA of the Supreme Being, there's only one other nation on earth that had a similar cycle of blessing and cursing, and that was the nation of Israel. But God said that if his people in America would obey him, seek his face, repent, that God wanted to use the American church to win millions of souls to Christ throughout all the world and throughout all America. God designed America from beginning to end to be a platform upon which he would reach the entire world for the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he would bring in the last day's soul harvest, and through America, he would send the sparks of an authentic and biblical revival, the sparks of an authentic and biblical third great awakening, would be launched from America and spread throughout the whole earth. Now, when the collective intensity of all this synergistic energy enters the earth, produced by the Spirit of God, what happens is that God supernaturally blesses America above any nation on the earth. And that's why you have the American dream, uh, the, the liberties of America, the freedoms of America. There is no other nation on planet Earth, none, none in the history of mankind, where the promises made to America came true, where people had plenty to eat, where their businesses thrived, where they owned their own home, you know, with a white picket fence. A man could own his own car. A man could come to America with nothing. And if he worked hard and had faith, he could make something of his life. I mean, God poured one blessing after another blessing upon America. And there was a time where American Christians were obedient, and we sent missionaries into all the different corners of the earth. And we won hundreds of millions of people to Jesus Christ in India, Africa, Russia, and in every nation of the earth. And we spread revival throughout the earth. And our entire government and the very root of our success 
is all based on um, how we endeavor to follow the laws and commandments of God Almighty. Now, you compare the track records of all the other nations. You listen. Don't allow yourself, your children, Christians you know, don't allow anybody you know or interact with to promote lies to you and try to convince you that lies like this are true. That that America was prospered because, you know, it was was, uh, colonizing the world, enslaving the world. That's not true. America prospered not because America was located in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and Atlantic Ocean. The number one reason America prospered and was raised up above all the nations of the earth had to do with God pouring out his supernatural power and his supernatural blessing on the nation of America. Now that's that's mind blowing. So America is also the focal point of the world's most powerful, most scientific, most philosophical, logical, the most powerful militaries, the greatest wealth, the greatest empires. They all had their eyes focused on America because geniuses and great men all over the world could see that there was something special and something different about America. But at the root of it, now here's the critical thing, and when you make your comparisons, you have to have the courage to reject the lies, the propaganda, the disinformation, uh, the deception, and all the non-truths that you and your children have been taught year after year, decade after decade, in the school systems, the media, television, entertainment, so on and so forth. Because your children, yourself, even in Christian schools, have been inundated. They've been dumbed down. They know nothing of the importance of the Bible and true Christians in the formation of America. They know nothing about it. So here we are at the time period that Jesus Christ told us over 2,000 years ago that we would arrive at, which is the last days. And Jesus Christ told his disciples what the signs of the times would be regarding the last days. And he warned there would be earthquakes and hurricanes and wars and rumors of wars and famines and droughts and tsunamis and conflicts and all kinds of, you know, unprecedented stuff happening on the earth. But again, allowing your perception to see into the invisible realm, allowing your perception to see into the spiritual world, you you see forms and shapes with a height clarity. You see that in the invisible realm, that's where this raging spiritual war is going on between Satan, God, fallen angels, God's angels, people who are following Satan and people who are following God. There's that raging battle going on. 
And the Bible tells us that that raging battle is an evidence of the last days. And so all these horrific things that are happening are all signs or indicators that we're in the last days. And God created you and me to be here in the last days. And if we obey him like he commands us to obey him, I mean, we can say no, but then we're not blessed. If we obey God and uh, put our faith in him for salvation, if we obey God and allow God to clothe us with power from on high, with the dunamis, dynamite power of God, when we walk under that supernatural anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God, we then go back in the spiritual battlefield with a vastly intensified uh, weaponization of the Word of God and fighting principalities and powers and binding and loosing demons, so on and so forth. So that's where we are. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. It's imperative that you learn as fast as you can the important points, and that's why I've written my books, so that you would experience literally a heavenly download of information regarding earthly history, science, technology, the future, artificial intelligence, virtual reality. A whole galaxy of knowledge awaits you, and God wants you to seize the time and understand this stuff. So now is the time to do that. The book of Daniel says that in the last days, uh, knowledge will go back and forth over all the earth. And so that time is now. We're in the last days now. The prophetic signs are happening now, especially as they revolve around the nation of Israel. And we, we remember the Abrahamic covenants that God made with Abraham, where if Abraham worshipped the true God only, and if Abraham uh, uh, worshipped the true God only, and Abraham obeyed the commandments of God, that God promised to fulfill his Abrahamic covenant to Israel and the Jews, and that promise meant that God promised or vowed to Abraham that he would give the physical land or physical territory of Israel to the Jews as an everlasting covenant or an everlasting promise. So God has promised to give the land of Israel to his people, the Jews, uh, give it to them as an everlasting covenant forever and ever and ever. And so that is why, despite the fact that nations, powerful nations with weapons of mass destruction, attacks on all sides, that is why, uh, although Israel and the Jews have been attacked over and over and over again, they continue to survive, they continue to overcome, and they continue to be victorious. The reason for their continual victory and the reason that God has given them uh, a land of Abraham as an everlasting covenant 
is because uh, the Jews and Abraham did not do it perfectly, but they endeavored to keep uh, the covenant that God made between Abraham and the children of Israel. So it says in the last days that this everlasting covenant between God and the physical descendants of Abraham will continue on up until the time of the second coming, or up until the time of the coming of the Messiah, when the Messiah returns to Israel and defeats Israel's enemies at Armageddon. And so in 1967, and I write all about this in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, I write about it in my brand new book, which you can pre-order now, Power from on High, and I write about it in my brand new book, um, Are You Ready? <clears throat> Conquering the Matrix. And you can get all of these books at a big discount at paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Finally, everything we're talking about involves an all-out spiritual and intellectual war that's being fought in the minds and hearts of men and women all over the world. I have been called by God, and many of you have been called by God, and if you have been called by God, you know it in your heart of hearts. You know in your heart of hearts that God Almighty has called you to function as a watchman on the wall, a messenger to communicate the gospel around the world, to communicate the gospel to people all over the United States to win and bring in the last day's soul harvest, and to win as many souls as we possibly can up until the return of Jesus Christ, which, by the way, is at hand. That's at hand. And there were numerous physical battles and spiritual battles that signified this. A good close friend of mine, General Shimon Aram, one of Israel's most decorated generals, and he was there when the Jews were escaping Germany during a second exodus. He was there when the Jews fought the Egyptians. Um, he's told me these incredible true stories of, of battles he was involved in. And General Shimon Aram was involved in uh, 1967 Six-Day War, in which Israel, for the first time in, in around 2,000 years, recaptured the city of Jerusalem and actually recaptured the Temple Mount area, but had to give it back. But many people think that when Israel recaptured uh, the land of Israel during the 1967 Six-Day War, that began what was called the, the end of the age of the Gentiles. So the Bible describes long periods of history where the Gentile nations will be ruled by, uh, that the Jews, that the Gentile nations would rule the earth and rule over Israel. And then the Bible also describes periods of times where the Gentile nations enslave and conquer the Jews. When Daniel had his vision, 
and he saw this giant statue of King Nebuchadnezzar. That giant statue represented all these very powerful world kingdoms like Babylon, Medo-Persia, the the Roman Empire, the revived Roman Empire, uh, and other empires in that statue. And every part of that statue, the head, the the, the feet, the the breastplate, etc., represented one of these giant, super powerful Gentile world empires. And God supernaturally gives us the future before it it actually happens. All right, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I need your help to reach the people of America and around the world as fast as we possibly can. And I really need you to seek the Lord and ask him and whatever he tells you to do, do. I need your donations and financial contributions. I need you to, to, to run up alongside me and partner with me with your prayers, your donations, and your gifts, because there's no substitute for spiritual victory. So visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. You can still pre-order um, Power from on High, and you can still get a discount. The other books are available to you at a discount. After the pre-order opportunity is, is over, then you have to pay full price. But but many of you are going to get the book anyway, so you might as well get a discount on it. And you can get it at paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. This is Paul McGuire. We'll be back in just a moment. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. I've spent three years basically seeking the Lord. Uh, praying to God, fasting, crying out to God with all of my heart, and going into the throne room of God via the blood of Jesus Christ. And the intensity of those prayers has absolutely nothing to do with my own personal holiness and goodness or virtue. I was able to go boldly to the throne of grace to find an ever-present help in time of trouble because I put my faith in the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse me and to make me righteous before God. That gave me the ticket to come boldly before the throne of grace, and you can do the same thing. Now, we all know that we're in a titanic titanic struggle between the forces of good and evil, right, globally, and the stakes are massively high. The Lord revealed to me, he took an old eternal truth, that involve many of his strongest warriors in the Bible, like Joshua and Caleb and Daniel and Joseph, etc., but also involve the apostles and the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit and the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. And I cried out to God and meditated in the Word. And plus, as a professor of eschatology, which means a professor of Bible prophecy, and a professor of ecclesiology, I, I have been studying and teaching the Bible at a uh, seminary and university level for like over 20 years. So I could bring all of that into the mix. And I, I, I cried out to God on behalf of you, your family, my family. And I asked God, Lord, you know, things look incredibly dark. 
What can you give me that I can give your people? What can you give me that I can share with your people that will, will provide a, a game changer in the spiritual battle? And I cried out, and I continued to cry out. And the Lord, as he has often done, in fact, a number of times when I've been walking with the Lord, I'm physically taking a walk, the Lord will speak to me in a still, small voice uh, about something. And it's always profound. And one thing the Lord has said to me several times in a still, small voice is, he said, Paul, I made my truth, the truth of the Word of God, easy to understand and simple for every person to understand. And you don't have to be a genius or a rocket scientist to figure out the Word of God. So what the Lord told me was, the way he set up understanding the depths of the Word of God it's not based on how smart you are or brilliant or intelligent, because if it was based on that, that would deprive millions and millions of God-fearing people of getting access to God's wisdom and knowledge, because they don't have the education or the intellectual skills. However God communicates in the Bible, it's got to be straightforward, plain and open for anybody in any station of life, to be blessed from or received from. So what I learned many years ago walking with Jesus is sometimes Jesus' greatest truths are wrapped up in the, the most simplistic concepts, but don't allow your pride to cause you to trip over the simplicity of the concepts, because that is, is God is not playing games. He's not trying to appeal to men's pride. He's trying to win people to Jesus. So I sought the Lord, and the Lord brought me back many times as I revisited my life. You know, this manuscript for Power from on High was originally something like 6,000 6, pages long, which obviously nobody's going to read. But I had, I had to write it. And then after writing it, I pared it down, so it went from 6,000 pages, and I think the, think the current page count is something like 434 pages long. But 434 pages, but it's a fast read. It's a fast read, it's easy to understand, and it's action-packed, and it contains a lot of truth, and I give examples from my own life. So... This is what I want to share with you. What the Lord said to me was that, that he's given the church, that he's given his supernatural body, the body of Christ, that he has already given us everything we need to win the spiritual battle for America and other nations. No, quit looking at Goliath. Quit looking at the giants in the land. Quit looking at Pharaoh. Quit looking at Satan's uh, symbols of power. Quit looking at that, because it'll throw you, it'll deceive you. Look through the satanic illusions and understand that if you really seek God, he'll reveal to you the most powerful truths that will allow you and other Christians in the body of Christ to supernaturally overthrow the demonic powers supernaturally conquer the demonic powers 
and to turn the tide of the spiritual battle, no matter what's coming against us right now. Nothing. We need to believe God's word with intensity. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. If we ask God for anything in his name, it will be done for us. The concept of impossibility is non-existent in the kingdom of God. So as you walk around as a believing Christian, whether you're a man or a woman, you walk around as a believing Christian, you've got to carry with you always in your spirit this vibrant and resonating truth. And, And here it is. That the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And that Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And finally, God says to us that we can ask him to do anything in his name, and he'll do it. And God said, if two or more of us ask him for anything in Jesus' name, he will do it for us. So this very idea, which is really a mythology and a deception, this this false concept that things are impossible with God is complete mythology. We have to approach God resolute in our hearts and understand and settle it once and for all that nothing, nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible with God. And Jesus Christ said, upon the solid rock I stand. So you and I need to be rescued into the courtroom of God by the power of the Holy Spirit and stand on the foundation of Jesus Christ, knowing in our inner being that nothing is impossible with God. And then from that position, we win the spiritual warfare and bring in the great last day's soul harvest. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us.